Good morning, Messiah family. We're so glad to have you joining us today for our live broadcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, we just want to welcome you. And we're so glad to have you. If you could just go to your comment section and fill out the connect card so we can just get to know you a little bit better, know how we can pray for you, we would love that. And also, if you would like to share this feed with um, friends who need encouragement or to a group, that would be wonderful. So if you could share this broadcast right now, we would love that. So we're going to start this morning with a song, and it really speaks to what we should do when we feel the oceans of life rising around us, when we're lost and we feel confused and we feel like there's no way out, we have this choice to call upon the Lord. He hears us. He cares for us. He saves us. He restores us. He comforts us. There's no limit to what God can do when we call upon his name. So let's just sing this song this morning with that in our hearts. grace abounds. Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start
trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. can always rest in your embrace, that no matter how high the waters come, that you are always there, you are always listening, and you hear us, and you care for us. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, we just want to show you a little video. We surprised Pastor this week, and we want to share with you his reaction to that surprise.
when I saw your pictures on the chair, I was surprised. But as I walked in, I, my heart was filled with joy. I was, so, I was so pleased to see you. I really do miss all of you. You're important to me. But it also went to gratitude. I was so grateful that you're in my life. I'm grateful to serve you. You're very important to me. And I do appreciate you very, very much. Please know that. When I think of the time we're in right now, I want to encourage you. We will get through this time. We will be back together. And I believe God's going to do even a greater work in loving him more and even loving each other more. So thank you very much for everything you do for me. We are living in unprecedented times for sure. The unemployment rate is high. People are struggling with fear and worry. Some people are struggling to put food on their tables. The needs are everywhere. But I think of the words of Jesus Christ, Matthew 25, 40. Jesus said, when we show compassion, to the least of these, we do it to him. As we are giving this morning, I want you to focus on Jesus. That we're actually given to Jesus. He has given us everything, and now we're returning it to him. See the face of Christ. In a minute on the screen, a slide will come up for various ways to give also a link on the Facebook comment section that links directly to our PayPal account but before you give let's pray let's honor God let's bow our heads Heavenly Father God we thank you that you showed compassion and you've told us to do the very same thing and God we know we have an opportunity, Lord, that your kingdom would grow. Hearts are open, God. Use our finances, Lord, that many people would come to know you. We honor you. We thank you. And Lord, we will be faithful to you. We'll give together, and together, God, we'll make a difference for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's no other hiding place that we need because our hope is within the name of the Lord. This we know. 
shackles are no more for Jesus Christ has broken every
Today I'm at the Wells Harbor. This harbor is unique. It has benches and it has lots of plaques around. When I come over, I go to my favorite place. It's called the Wells Prayer Bell. As we look over this beautiful harbor and see what God has created, we're invited to come over and ring the bell. The plaque next to the bench actually says, send out a prayer. And with the other, ring the bell. Each time I come, that's exactly what I do. I come over, I send out a prayer, and I love to ring the bell. When I ring the bell, I feel what this person wanted me to feel. I feel like some of the pressure and the trouble that's been built up inside of me, I'm releasing it to God through that prayer. And boy, does that feel good. This past week in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article called The Science of Prayer. And they captured the sentiment of a person who feels like I do. They say, there's so much uncertainty right now and so little power we have. This young lady says, who's 26 and lives in New York. When I come here, I bust out into prayer, especially out loud, and I feel like there's a shift taking place inside of me. I move from the tension and distrust that I have, and I move towards being more trusting, and I have a sense of hope inside me. I guess she feels like I feel, and so many other people today. The article said that this month in March, the number of Google searches for prayer skyrocketed. And another survey also found that more than half of Americans are praying that the spread of the virus would stop. It is so important and so good to know that other praying like that. There still may be some atheists in foxholes, says a professor at Bowling Green State University. He studies people who use religion to cope with stress and difficulties and trauma. But the general trend for the religious impulse is quickened in a time of crisis or difficulty. Maybe you've been crying out to God. I really want to encourage you, keep crying out to him. This morning, I want us to hear God inviting us to do that exact same thing. Call out to me, he says, because he cares about us. He can help us and he knows. Can you imagine God saying that to you today? Let's open up our Bible and read what God says. want to continue uh, on the greatness of God. And uh, let's open up our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. We'll begin with verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. This verse convinces me of two things. First, God knew that we would be in trouble and he knew that we would need him. Second, God wants us, and he knows he can help us, and so we are to call on him. Do you need help? Well, the Bible is very, very practical. It's not a bunch of irrelevant or useless information. In this case, the Bible tells us what to do when we're in trouble. Actually, God makes it very easy for us. So before we apply it to our lives, I want you to think about maybe a difficult situation that you're currently going through, something you're facing right now. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's finances or maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you're just 
fearful or you're worried about what's happening. For me, I struggle with all the changes in life, all these changes that are happening now. It can stress me out. What is yours? Go to the comment section right now and just write that in. God is not something to be studied, but a person to be experienced. And he is a very important help to us, especially in times of trouble. So, what is Isaiah telling us to do when we're in trouble? Isaiah uses the word call. It actually means seek the Lord, investigate God, know that God desires us to discover him, to encounter him, and actually to find him. How does that make you feel when you know that is the heart of God? I recognize that many people think God is hiding from them or maybe God's not interested in them. But let's start with the truth. Those are not true. Absolutely not true. Not only is it true that God wants to be encountered, he actually tells us how to do this. God says, call on him. We might use words like, Lord, help me. Or, God, if you're really there, show yourself to me. Or, God, please come and save me. Forgive me. Make me new. We don't need any formal language to do this. Actually, it is very, very easy. It is what a child would do when they were in need. But I recognize that many people feel that they can't pray. They feel like it takes a lot of Bible knowledge to know how to say things just right. Or that it takes a certain types of words that you have to speak so you don't sound too harsh or too cold. Or some people believe you have to have a personal relationship with God before you can pray. Think about all of that. The word pray throws up a lot of obstacles for so many people. The word call is part of our everyday life. We call the waiter. We call a friend on a phone. We call 911 when something is happening in the house and we know we need help. The key is, this is the first step calling in order to receive God's help. This morning I want to put this into practical terms. So I asked a member of our church, name is Mason Farr, to speak with you about a time in his life when he called out to the Lord. So, uh, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Mason, great young man, uh, part of our church, and also a great couple with Olivia and his son Liam. We're glad to have him. Um, so Mason, um, I'd like to ask you, what were the circumstances of your life that really got you to call out to God? 
So when I was a child, I was aware of God. Um, my father was a very strong, passionate man who taught me to be an honorable, good Christian. Uh, I never felt like I was enough for him, but I was his first and only son. And he put a lot of effort into raising me well. He killed himself when I was 16 years old, leaving me with my mother and two sisters. I was taught to work very hard and take care of the women in my life to the best of my ability. Um, at the age of 16, I wasn't ready or willing to lay down my life for my mother and sisters. Selfishly, I ran from such responsibilities and started traveling down some very dark paths. I came to acquire a few different addictions, which led me into a life of crime. I destroyed all the good things within myself in an attempt to appear strong with a false sense of happiness. Truth be told, I spent a very long time robbing myself of the happiness I was seeking. I was lost so many, I lost so many good people that I loved to the life I was living. Then to top it all off, I got myself into some legal trouble and was imprisoned for nearly a year. That was a very needed heavenly sent year. Um, it was then that I found myself calling out to God after a decade of running from all my pain. I found myself with more pain than I had ever started running from. Thank you, Mason. I appreciate you sharing. When Mason called on the Lord, make no doubt about it, that was significant as it was for him, it is with us. Life changed when Mason called on the Lord. He calls out to him. It's amazing, amazing. Mason was in trouble. Maybe you think that God won't help people who are messed up. Maybe you're sitting at home now and you're thinking that you've messed up your life and God does not want to come near you. Someone like you. Or maybe you've been taught God is so perfect that he doesn't really want to help bad people. Maybe you think you've disqualified yourself from calling out. Amazing. We actually talk ourselves out of calling out. It's not God. It is us. But I want to remind you very clearly, God is not like people. People may judge you. People may turn on you. People may disappoint you. But I want to tell you the truth. God comes running to us as sinful people. He's waiting right now to hear your voice. We are all in need of help. We're all messed up. It's the truth. I looked around the church one day and I thought of all the stories of the people that were in our church, including myself. And I thought, well, God, we're all so messed up. Maybe we should rename the church. Messiah to the messed up people church. Such a great place to be. We have all failed, make no mistake about it. And God knew that we would. But I love the next verse. The next verse in Isaiah 
55 is verse 7. Listen carefully. Let the wicked forsake your ways and the unrighteous your thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And our God, for he will freely, abundantly pardon us. The truth is, God wants people with wicked ways. He wants people with wicked ways to come to him. God wants people with unrighteous thoughts to come to him. I love what Jesus Christ said. Jesus said, I did not come to call the righteous. I've come to call sinners to repentance. It is not the healthy who need a doctor. It's sick people. Powerful words of Jesus Christ. The thought that you are too bad to come to God is straight out of hell. Straight out of hell. When God says he will have mercy on us, he will. The word here for mercy means deep love, compassion, tender affection for you. Wow. This is really who our God is. He does not retain his anger forever because God delights himself in mercy. God delights in giving you and me mercy. God loves to show us mercy. Can you imagine you crying out to the Lord and God saying, I am so thrilled today. I am rejoicing that these people have come to me. And therefore, and don't forget this, he does it, the Bible says, abundantly, profusely, deeply. Paul says in the New Testament that the love of Christ is so deep and so high and so wide that it even surpasses our understanding of it. That is how big it is. You might think God is mad at you. The truth is, God loves you, and he wishes and hopes that you will call out to him. Wow. I want to return to Mason, and let him tell you how God reached him. And how did God help him in the most unlikely place? Listen carefully. Mason, how, how did you call out to God, and what was it like, and... Uh, just tell us a little about where you were. Tell us a little about what your story. Okay, so <clears throat> after about a month or so of incarceration, I was finally over some of the most excruciating pain I had ever gone through. I was very weak, broken, and shattered to my very core, yet I felt hopeful for the first time. Um, I had realized there was this powerful, overwhelming joy within my soul, an aura of love surrounding me. I was at peace and I knew exactly why. I started to cry, laying in my cot in a cold jail cell all alone. 
it was there and then that I started talking to God in some of the most profound ways I ever had. Hmm. I was no longer alone. The little boy who lost his dad just found his everlasting father. I had always known about God, but I finally knew him personally. At this point in my journey, I began to read the Bible daily, attending church services, talking to anybody who would listen about the peace I had found. And I even got the table I sat at to hold hands and pray before each meal. I was locked up, but I was free. My soul was on fire. I felt light as a feather and as strong as an ox. Thank, thanks, Mason. That's awesome. When Mason called out to God, God did for Mason what Mason could not do for himself. Wow. Mason's story is a clear example of the mercy of God in operation. God delighted himself when Mason called out. God wanted Mason to call out. God wants you to call out. He wants me to call out all the time, in every situation, big or small. Maybe you need that kind of mercy. And maybe you need it now. Maybe you need it today. What God is willing to do for you, if, if, if you would seek him, if you would call upon him is beyond your imagination far beyond it can you imagine that this great god who is in control of everything and everyone will go to any depth to which you are at right now whatever situation you're in god is looking for you. He wants to clean your slate. He wants to give you mercy. He wants to make your life new. This is not some momentary pardon that would send him back to the streets of sin. God says this is an abundant pardon. What Mason received was an abundant power, an abundant pardon, with a powerful and a loving parole officer called his Holy Spirit, who was right there for him. Ask God for mercy right now. If you want to, I encourage you, go to the comment section. Call out for God's mercy. Ask him for what is in your heart. Let God do it for you. My palace embraced My sin forgiven I'm blameless in your sight My history rewritten 
Some people have a hard time calling out to God. I understand that. And many times it's because they have a wrong perception of God. A wrong perception will stop you. Some people picture God as an angry God. Some picture him as walking away from them in their crisis. Other people have a fear. They have a fear of God, that God will try to get back at them or God will condemn them. Let me assure you, God does not think that way. God does not feel that way. I know as you're listening that this sounds like it's out of the world. But it's true. And the truth is, God is not of this world. He's not. He is an amazing God. Here's how we know this. <clears throat> Go to Isaiah 55, verse 8. For God clearly tells us what's going on. Listen to what God says. For my thoughts are not yours neither 